The ship is now resting exactly where it landed two hours ago, and so far there is no sign of life from inside it. Troops have been rushed across the Potomac River from Fort Myer and have thrown a cordon around the ship. They are supported by tanks, artillery, and machine guns. Behind the police lines, there's a huge crowd of curiosity seekers. The Army has taken every precaution to meet any emergency which may develop. Every eye, every weapon is trained on the ship. It's been that way for two hours, and the tension is just beginning. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. How are you? Um, we're not broadcasting now, are we? That's right, you didn't see that. Okay. I am in the middle of smoking a cigarette, and I'm almost done. <laughs> I'm sure we can begin. Um, uh, <laughs> Somebody told me I prefaced a video once on how it's going to piss a bunch of people off. They'll be replaced with it today. <laughs> Somebody commented on the video. And they're like, well, you know, the subscriber fluctuation means you're doing something. Uh, <laughs> that's the way I've always looked at it. Something I'm trying to do is uh, I'm trying to place Hitchens' razor, uh, that which can be asserted without evidence, can be dismissed without evidence. And I'm trying to replace that with TJ's banana, that which can be inserted without lubricant can be expelled without lubricant. Oh, you. You're not familiar with the whole banana video. You can see a lot more. You know the trick where you take an orange segment, you bite into it, and you show, you're showing your teeth, and you're showing like the orange peel, and then you can curl your lips over it and close your mouth over that. It's that trick, but with a banana instead, and instead of the mouth, it's an asshole. <laughs> I don't know, but I won't give you credit. When that came out, he was like, yeah, I did, so what? <laughs> See, what I'm looking out for is uh, there's a chance that mad cow disease runs in my family. I'm not even joking. And uh, those, yeah, those, uh, those symptoms would, would have hit me in my 40s. Everyone's like, you should quit smoking because I want you to be around forever. And I'm like, I've got maybe 10 more years left in me. <laughs> then I'll start going crazy. <laughs> My name is Aldous Valor, and I hereby say apostasy now go check it out do it do it now or i'll find you
you're if you're a vegan, if you're a vegan, a feminist, all your dogs come from a rescue shelter and you just ran a marathon, how do you know which one of those things to jam into the conversation first? Welcome back to Apostasy Now. This episode, we've got poor old Kilgore. She's a beautiful woman, likes to talk about all the things that she knows, and she knows a great deal. She's, for instance, studied sociology. We talk about that. We talk about her interests in all things geek, which is great. Yeah, there's going to be links and images uh, on the show notes. I suggest you check those out. She's particularly someone we've known with her posts that she's been putting up with videos on YouTube. Very interesting material, so check it out. Over the next couple shows as well, keep an ear out. The next show will be with a very interesting person by the name of Phalanx Unhinged. He has a lot to say about social justice from the perspective of a black man, or perhaps more accurately, from a person who happens to be a black man. (laughs) Anyways, that's going to be very interesting, and perhaps for some of you, controversial. And I'm trying to get my friend Adam Wallacher back on the show, which I think we'll be doing in a couple of weeks. He's finally, after a couple years, managed to produce, uh, star in his own short film, which is about soldiers and PTSD, which is really good. So here's our talk with poor old Kilgore, and welcome to another episode of Apostasy Now. We're the only ones on board. You can understand that thing? And that thing can understand you too, so watch it. Because I'm very much a skeptic. More, I'm, I'm more of a skeptic than I am an atheist. I mean, atheist is a conclusion based on my skepticism. So you'd be better if you were straight? Yes. Wow. Anybody so would be. That attitude is what is responsible for the rise of atheism. That's not what Islam is all about. Islam is peace. What is the penalty for leaving the Muslim faith? With a death penalty. Thank you. This is Apostasy Now. For people to get the information correct before they start yap, yap, yapping. Get ready to root for the bad guys. Resist it while you still can, and before the right to complain is taken away from you, which will be the next thing. Uh, just, just let you know right up front. We have a new mic set up, and we're trying a new recording thing today. Okay. We're, we're recording on, on two devices, basically, as opposed to our, just our regular one. But theoretically, it should be better than ever. All right. <laughs> so my voice, this is Mr. Dragonbeard. Hi, I'm Smashlock. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, you're feeling better today. Yep, yep. Excellent. <laughs> How was your trip? It was okay. Yeah. Were you just were you just going? Was is it Disney World in in California or Disneyland? Disneyland Disney, in California. Disneyland. Okay, yeah. excellent. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a personal care assistant for a, a disabled girl, so I went with her for a, a convention for like people with her condition, and All it right. was at Disneyland. So I volunteer at um, uh, a clinic working with uh, severely impoverished individuals doing uh, mental health assessments. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, real helping people with real problems, not uh, worrying about the sexism of air conditioners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Where where would we be without people worrying about air conditioners and their misogyny? I know, right? Oh god, I love the H three H three video about that. Oh my goodness, wasn't it great? <laughs> yeah, I, I love Ethan and, and Hila so much. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. I uh, I wasn't sure how you would respond to my my invitation, but we're happy to have you. Uh, you seem like you're. Um, you're just starting out to uh, do a lot of YouTube videos. What do you got? Five or seven up now? Uh, yeah, it's something around there. I haven't kept count. I've only been like posting for about like two months now. Really? But yeah. you've uh, you've obviously had a, a presence online for some time because you have quite the following. Yeah, I, I've been like kind of hardcore doing Twitter for like maybe around two years now, and I was doing um like my blog on occasion alongside with that so right and and you know i'm pretty certain that you know perhaps some of it has to do with the fact that uh, you're you're a pretty friendly personality and you know <laughs> national selfie day was today i <laughs> well that's also my, my twitter's kind of known for its selfies so of course i had to do that one yeah that, that I'm, I'm, I'm not complaining <laughs> um so yeah why don't uh why don't you uh let our listeners um because we we do our podcast show and then we'll probably upload uh the audio once it's uh cleaned up to our 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 main channel and then possibly my channel because you're kind of the first guest that i've invited directly um but why don't you let our listeners know a little bit about you and and how you got started out actually yeah and i know you just kind of did you know hardcore on twitter but what kind of compelled you to get into that um, well, I, I went to school for sociology and when I was going to school, I took a decent amount of, um, philosophy classes and also with sociology, I kind of looked into religion a lot and I was always kind of an atheist. I think I was raised Christian, but like always kind of leaned more towards atheism kind of stuff. Yeah. And I just got kind of more hardcore into it in college and uh, had some time on my hands after college to really look into atheist community stuff. And I was like, I want to be a part of this, but I'm also really shy. So I was like, I'm going to just start blogging once in a while and interacting with people on Twitter. So yeah, I've just recently made myself kind of come out more. On, onto YouTube. <laughs> so. Oh, excellent. I, I really enjoyed your objectification video. Uh, you know, aside from the the, the very poignant um, uh, position you were taking on it and the, the underlining humor of, of, you know, the fact that you were just kind of admitting that a lot of people objectify you from time to time, <laughs> I being guilty of that on several occasions. <laughs> um, you know, you, you, you delivered it very well. Oh, you delivered you. it very, very, very well. And, and, I, and, I, and I appreciated that uh, you you kind of did it in a way that encompassed the seriousness of the point while making very light of it in a low-cut jean top. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of remember one of our funny interactions on Twitter between you and I where, where you were kind of – were you actually trying to figure out if I was actually ripping on sociology or if I was just trolling the other guy? <laughs> oh, I, I was just – I I was just in a mood and I just like noticed you had that comment and oh. that's just like – <laughs> from I'm like as you can tell I'm on like the anti SJW side like mm. big fan of like Sargon and all those kind of people yeah and like the one disheartening thing to me about SJWs is they're dragging sociology through the mud and right. like just like like Francesca Ramsey and Lacey Green like pulling out this like terrible sociology shit and I'm like oh and so I, I'm 
uh, I'm just kind of sensitive about the sociology thing because I'm like I to me I I see it as a science it's a it's a social science and I think it should be taken more seriously and I, I don't know <laughs> I couldn't tell either way what you were where you're going with it I was just like <laughs> I saw you said something about sociology and I was just in a bad mood anyway it's, it's kind of human nature right that people uh, when something comes to the center of controversy like that they throw it all in one big lump on, on both sides right so yeah. on their on their side, anything that calls itself sociology is a science, no matter what the content or how it was done. Yeah. And then, then their opponents get upset with it, and there's the tendency to discard the entire field. Yeah. Right. It's See, the like, kind of the thing that's disheartening to me about like SJWs um, embracing sociology so much is for me. Well, I was getting my sociology education. One of the things like our my professors kept reminding us was avoid confirmation bias always question yourself yeah. on things and Good. i think that's kind of like one thing that's been a big factor in my atheism and skepticism and like uh liberalism and whatnot um always questioning things and with this notion of like safe spaces and Ugh. like censoring speech getting so popular in in the whole in the far left it's it's just makes me cringe so much i'm just like that but sociology doesn't like that kind of thing we want to question things we want to make sure we don't have confirmation bias safe spaces are a bad thing right <laughs> I, I i had a lot of sociology in my program so i i mean i i i don't particularly gravitate towards the field perhaps as much as you do Mm -hmm. But I think in in the program that I was in, they had a lot of junk sociology interwoven yeah. into yeah. some very legitimate sociology. Mm -hmm. um, Dragonbeard and I have talked about for some time now actually dissecting one of the textbooks that yeah. was from my program that was essentially what you what you would hate about sociology. Yeah. yeah. It's a catalog of basically everything that someone like yourself would probably be driven crazy hearing. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's an official college textbook. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. even even from the top down, sometimes sometimes a science gets bastardized by mm -hmm. people with an agenda. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's I, easy to, to kind of uh, steer one agenda uh, with the, the sociology kind of thing. Since sociology is kind of like a, I would say it's kind of like a mix of philosophy and history and psychology. So it, yeah. it's easy to make your own narrative and fuck with things so right it, uh, i think i've heard it be called one of the softer sciences and, oh, yeah. and i don't know if that's necessarily the greatest uh, way to approach describing it yeah although it is somewhat accurate because it, it it works on hard to hard to compile group dynamics mm -hmm. and and a lot of people want concrete answers to things and when you're dealing with Multiple That's why, like, cultures. I include philosophy in that because, yeah, 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 yeah. And, it, and and it can be frustrating and abstract for people to understand what sociology is trying to say. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you have uh, anti-feminists who regard feminism to be uh, a product of sociology, which, in some capacity, it is. Although I would say that its modern practice is not really following a sociological model. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's definitely not practicing the sociological imagination per se. Well, I would the I was going to say before that the comparison that comes to my mind with anything that's feminist or of that kind of Marxist type of thinking um, would be the equivalent would be comparing that to sociology in its proper form would be like the difference between going to an economist to ask about what the future might be like for an investment <laughs> and going to your local. <laughs> 
uh, you know, palm reader and asking them. Right. So social justice warriors, I think, are the creationists of the social sciences. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah but they're like the loudest. So people keep thinking that that's what the the social sciences are like. And it's really embarrassing. And yeah. I, I, I only have a bachelor's in sociology. I, I have been wanting to, to go to grad school, but with, with the state of the, the things in universities around the the country, I'm just like, I, I don't know if I really want to go back. Well, how recognizable um, would you be? What? How recognizable would you be if you went back to university? <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> I'm not I'm not that I'm not that famous or anything. I'm like, <laughs> We're I working a, on it. I have a We're decent Twitter following. Not letting it go to my head. <laughs> well, people might find out who you are quicker if you wear a t shirt that you make for your show. Oh yeah. And you wear that around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, um, aside from sociology, what are the, you, you call yourself an avid nerd and I've seen, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I collect toys. I love sci-fi, a big fan of cartoons. Um, awesome. yeah, when I, when I really like something, I really like something. Like, yeah. Like, are you a fan of the new Star Trek movies or the old Star Trek movies? What? New Star Trek or old Star Trek? I, well, I like the old Star Trek movies, but I also liked the, the new J.J. Abrams movies. I know a lot of like <laughs> didn't like that, but I, I liked them. Yeah, they were they they, they were okay. Um, man, what was it? Anton? Uh, I can't remember the actor's last name. He just uh, passed away. Yeah, this yeah. Anton Lefay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the actor that played Chekhov. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that was so sad. I know, and it was in it. You know, I remember getting the initial reports on the internet, and it was like it was a it was an accident, and I'm like, oh, drunk driving. Like that was my initial thought, honestly. Actor, young, twenty seven, yeah. probably drunk driving, and it just turns out it was just a freak accident. Yeah, yeah, that's ew. that's how bad it's gotten in Hollywood. Is that now for like ever since it's been around almost. We just assume they're all high or drunk doing something stupid. <laughs> so, how many, uh, how, 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 yeah. how, how many, 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 uh, YouTube videos do you think you're going to end up producing? Are you just going to kind of keep going as long as the interest is, is there? I'm, or do I'm you just, have any, I'm like, just trying to keep going. I, I don't know what exactly I'm doing, but I'm just trying to have fun with it and create content. Like, um, I, I don't know, I've been a, a fan of multiple YouTubers for a while, so I'm like, I wanna, I wanna try it. Also, yeah. I've been a big fan of, like, um, uh, stand-up comedy since I was a kid, and, um, like, like, really intellectual stuff, like, uh, history and philosophy and whatnot, so, I don't know, I'm just trying to talk about things I like and, um, make, occasionally that's, be funny if I can. That's, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying you know, to have fun that's, that's kind it. of what we do here. We, we we like talking to people and we liked talking to each other, so we decided to record ourselves doing that. <laughs> it seems to be working out okay. We're having fun doing it and that's all you can do. Um yeah, I appreciate a lot of the YouTubers that are on there and you know, um I, I have to say the quality of the production that you put out so far, like I know it's just you standing in front of a camera, but the, mm -hmm. the sound quality's good, the picture mm -hmm. quality's good. Yeah. And you, you cool background with all the, the, yeah, the collectibles toys. there. I, I've tried to put some thought into it and yeah. uh I have a a very nice friend that um has started a, a little production company, like Creative Link Productions with his friends and cool. uh that's all his equipment and he does the editing for me because I'm terrible nice. with computers and things like that. I have like 
the idea of how I want some things edited, like I'll I'll write the scripts and like explain things to him, but I can't edit myself yet, so Right. Well, you want to know what? It's probably better that way, uh, not because you don't have the talent for it, because I'm sure anyone could pick it up over time. Yeah. But I mean, then you get somebody like Lacey Green, who's like the jump cut freak, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness. and it, you're going to have a seizure. You're going to have a seizure <laughs> watching her show. Oh my God, it's so bad. It's like, oh, I can't even listen to it. She came, she came to my college. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, re- we recorded her on camcorder. Uh, yeah. And uh, we still haven't done anything with that, but I would still like to go through that. It was the first time that I heard <clears throat> one of these social justice warriors. She's supposed to be educating young college students about sex, right? Uh-huh. Uh, first of all, I, have, I don't even know what her degree is. I don't know anything about her, yeah, but... I know Anita Sarkeesian is, like, a communications major or something like that. Yeah. It fucking pisses me off. I'm like, at least... I'm, I have, like, just a general sociology major, and I'm just, like, I'm more qualified than these bitches to talk about this, like, social shit, and they're all getting it wrong. Like, it's, ugh, that's that's also why I'm kind of YouTubing, because I think I'm gonna try to eventually incorporate sociology stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm... This is how it is. This is how it's done right. (laughs) See, a lot of people, I think, have been ripping on sociology, myself included, I'm guilty of it uh, because it seems to be the it seems to be the source of all of this SJW shit, and 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 in reality, I think it is the source is a fundamental misunderstanding of the science that they're trying to use to justify their bias. Yeah, it, I really feel like they don't even understand the kind of like research they're looking at when they're looking into sociology, like research or sociological theories. I I've heard in some of the like Francesca Ramsey and other kinds of people like that when they bring up sociology stuff I'm like what what really do you really get this like like when I was in school I remember the gender wage gap was explained to us and the whole idea of the same job a man gets a dollar and a woman gets 77 cents kind of thing that no that that's not how it is. <laughs> no it's that women typically do more um, government jobs and more caretaker medical kind of jobs and uh, more like female centric kind of jobs. Right. And life choices tend to get into the private sector more and get more competitive because of their type of socialization. And like, it's, it's just on average, like men are making more. It's, it's not a like, just every job is sexist. Oh my god! I they, like there is a gender wage gap, but it's not the way all these feminists are explaining it. And it's just that's a basic sociology thing that she's getting fucked up all the time, and it's really <laughs> annoying. Hello, folks. So I've considered myself to be on the girly side. Like, my whole life, I've always loved uh, fashion and makeup and the color pink. Really girly things, ponies too. <laughs> but um, at the same time, I never really felt like I fit in with other really girly girls. Because uh, I had a bunch of other kind of more intellectual interests. And uh, I can only talk to women about makeup and stuff like that for so long without getting bored and frustrated. With the kind of intellectual stuff, I never really felt like I'd fit in with that too much either. I always consider my... well, not always, but um, I consider myself to be a feminist for a long time, and 
That was because I thought feminism was about gender equality and women having freedom of choice in society. Now it seems like there's a lot of feminists out there that don't see eye to eye with me on that. Good example of that is um, Anita Sarkeesian. As you can see from the title of the video, I'm not going to be talking about Gamergate. Maybe I'll touch upon it sometime, but not this time. Uh, I do love games. I'm not that much of a gamer. I'm not great at playing them. Uh, I won't lie about that sort of thing like some people. Uh, no, I'm going to be talking about one of Feminist Frequency's older videos. Uh, before she figured out she could complain about women in video games being problematic, she was complaining about women in TV shows being problematic. This was also before she figured out her gypsy lumberjack look. In the video Straw Feminist of her Tropes vs. Women series, she criticized Powerpuff Girls for having a feminist villain character in an attempt to make feminists look bad. Another problematic, problematic, problematic. Oh, look at Anita using that cool SJW language before it got really popular. So, so basically what we have is a bunch of 20-something girls or guys going into their introductory class on, on uh, gender studies or sociology, as it were, and then they don't show up for the rest of the classes and they think they know it all? Like, I mean, or yeah. from your perspective, uh, here's the question. From your perspective, do you think that true sociology classes, not these kind of branches and these offshoots of them, do you think, like real fundamental sociology classes are teaching it correctly to those that are willing to listen. Well, um, I just went to, uh, like, a state school in New Jersey, uh, mm -hmm. like, no nothing fancy, and the basic sociology classes I got, I, I think I got a, a, a decent understanding of it, but I, <laughs> yeah. it's been a little while um, since since I was in, in school, so I've, I've been meaning to, like, refresh myself on things, but... Well, no, um, that, that's fair. That's fair yeah, enough. Yeah, but I, just... I had a decent amount in, in some of my classes. I had people that were not sociology majors, and, like, they were still interested in it. Like, these were just, like, taking it for electives or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And um, I remember, like, having to kind of help these students every once in a while, and, like, I think they did get like a good understanding. I had I had pretty decent professors at, at my basic state school, but um, I I don't know what this sudden turn has been with uh, um, the kind of crap we've been seeing with like the Milo Yiannopoulos tour and all that kind of crap. I <laughs> it's like I'm just like, did I get a unique education with like my decent, like well rounded professors that like would have like scoffed at the whole safe space thing? And uh I I don't know. I it's just like when I when I see how college students are are acting right now, it's just the world has gone crazy and I don't yeah, know what's I, going on. I was gonna say uh First of all, uh, have you by any chance read um, uh, what's it called Who Sold Feminism? Christina Hoff Summers. I keep hearing about that, and I've been meaning to read it. Well, if you get a chance, it's it's a great read. She the book's originally from the '90s, though she's done an, like an update for it, mm -hmm. um, and she goes through how she actually took some time and just went touring around to these different feminist groups at the time, and went in there and mm -hmm. talked with them, and like sometimes friendly, sometimes hostile. But I got the strong sense from her and some other stuff that maybe this isn't just ignorance. Maybe it's ignorance now 
but a generation or two ago, it started with people who knew better and they decided to co-opt mm-hmm. what we what we call sociology, but to use it for their own ends. Yeah, I could. Uh, yeah, um, ooh, uh, I could kind of see that. Don't know <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I mean, I mean, that's I, why I, that's there's, why there's that's very, why there's been I'm like forgetting the name of some really radical feminists that have been around for a while now. Um, yeah, there've been like radical feminists since like the seventies. Yeah. Like there's, I, I, I used to love feminism. I identify with like the classical idea of feminism, gender equality kind of thing. And this, it's sad for me to see this like third wave crap out of control. Yeah. And, um, but no, that's been, I, I, there's been this offshoot of feminism since the seventies, like the kind of women that would protest pornography. And I, I think they've just been slowly growing and boiling and under the surface. And finally we're, we're really seeing them now. How much do you piss them off? (laughs) Like, I'm just curious because like, do you trigger them? Yeah. (laughs) Um, there's been actually a couple times I've noticed like somebody like, commenting in in like a a thread with a feminist or like a retweet from a feminist somehow like looking through my newsfeed i i see some like ridiculous feminist tweet and i've been like oh that's so stupid let me like look at this person's timeline and their bio yeah. and stuff but i'm curious like i've never seen this person before and i click on them and i've been blocked and i'm like <laughs> how did they what how did they block me so yeah i've had like really random uh i guess uh like radical feminist uh blocks before and um I- i've been blocked by anita sarkeesian so. really um, badge of honor what badge of honor badge, badge of, honor. of honor yeah yeah <laughs> i haven't even gotten banned by her yet i'm working on it though i, I, haven't, I, think, I haven't checked so i think i, I just commented that like um uh, she's a scam a scam artist or something like somebody said something about her and then I just chimed in like oh what a scam artist and yeah immediately like looked her I think I was just like blocked right away if you say something negative about her and and anytime around then you say something negative about Islam then you're you're gonna be bounced right <laughs> off the service so. oh god <laughs> We had yeah, a Canadian. Like, I'm sure. I'm sure you heard about I the found can- out that feminist uh, frequency was on the Twitter council or whatever. I've yeah, been, what a joke. I've, I've been like slightly afraid of getting kicked off Twitter, and that's like it's like my main thing. That's where I have like all my followers, and like I don't yeah. want to get kicked off because Anita doesn't like me. <laughs> but I'm sure you've heard about it. We had a Canadian who actually had to go. T- he was suspended for like, for like three years from the internet. Yeah, that was crazy. And then he was found not guilty finally. But the fact that the trial happened and it took that long and everything was, yeah, totally insane. Yeah. And he's still trying to put the pieces back together. Yeah, because yeah, his- he was um, like a freelance artist. So yes. like you mainly work by being on the internet. Yeah. Right. And, and, what's, and, and, and what's worse, and it, it brings me great shame to admit this, but my college invited the woman who put him into this situation to speak wow. at our college. In between the trial, and she talked about it, and wow. it just it drives me batty to know that that you know that. that and that's I, another thing; she's allowed to talk about it, and I guarantee you, even though she went in front of an audience and talked about it, she probably didn't get in any shit from that from the judge. Yeah. But but just recently, I won't go into it. Just recently, I went through family court. I have been forbidden essentially from mentioning anything about my ex at all. So from now on, anything online, anything public. I'm not going to say anything quantitative in any way about her because of a ruling that I'm not allowed to basically talk about my experience in life. <laughs> yeah. 
And my child, of course, being the potential hostage in that situation. <laughs> the, the courts here in Canada are becoming quite Puritan. And, and, and I find it weird, like, because you mentioned how you get blocked on, on Twitter sometimes. Uh, there seems to be a few elements of feminism that are that are becoming more prominent. And, the, and, and they have a heavy dose of social justice in them. Mm-hmm. And they're so Puritan. Mm-hmm. It's it's oh, like it's, it's that it's that little segment of feminism that I mentioned before that's been around since like the sixties or seventies or so. Um, the the anti pornography, the anti objectification, um, men are evil segment of feminism. The not actually for gender equality feminists, right? Yeah, and the, the, there's an, uh, a group in in uh, near where we live which. Um, is an abolitionist group is what they call. They they're basically trying to ban any sort of pornography sales, um, wow. uh, magazines, video games, sexual video game representations of women. It, it, if it involves a woman looking attractive, they're against it. <laughs> and, so and awful. It is because it completely like, undermines the agency of the individual woman to choose how she wants to be perceived. See, I think if like you want to be a, like in when I was really into feminism when I thought of it as freedom of choice for women and gender equality. I thought, like, if a woman wants to do porn, go, like, good honor. Like, it's her choice. And, like, I think the (laughs) anti-pornography feminists do way more harm than good. And also, like, the the religious right and everything, they're against that that type of thing. If, If we had society more comfortable with that kind of idea of, like, pornography and sex work, like, things would be regulated better for the workers involved and it, they could have a safer environment. Like, Yeah. Why it, is the emphasis not on that? I, that's what I've thought for a long time. Why are we not focusing? Because that's usually the first thing that comes up is mm-hmm. these women, these women are treated. So never the men, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the women yeah, are always it, treated always, badly. It's always like, uh, we have to save the, we have to save the poor women. Like a woman <laughs> wouldn't like decide that she enjoys having sex for money. Like, yeah. It's the yeah. oldest profession. Like, well, some dude is like killing himself, you know, throwing garbage in the back of a truck, being exposed to what no, who knows what kind of biohazards for a living. Yeah, and she's making more than him, at least for a period of life, right? Just yeah, like, I mean, I, I think it should be everyone's choice to sleep with somebody else for money. I'm down. Like, <laughs> why can't everyone else be? You know, just <laughs> I'm sure my wife would have something to say about that, but she'll get over it when she sees the paycheck. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I just I, I have. I've always found it so puritan. And and the other part of it that that I'm curious what what your perspective. I don't know if you you saw this little tweet exchange I had. Probably not. I'm not that popular yet. But um, I had a, a, a few interesting discussions with people about the idea of earned respect versus inherent respect. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that I should probably get into making a video about this because maybe it's a generational difference. But when I was growing up, I was, I was educated by, you know, just regular socialization, learning traditions of my family, that respect was something that was earned. Right. It was not given. Yeah. Now, there was some flex to this. You respect your parents, you respect your grandparents, yeah. respect your elders. These are members of your family. Yeah. Um, but it was always understood that if, you know, I was 25 years old and I was still being treated by, like crap by these individuals, that that respect could be lost. Mm-hmm. But that in any other social situation, if I meet a person, you're essentially, you're going to respect the laws of the land and their personal bodily autonomy. And that's all you really have to do. 
Mm-hmm. And then, and then everything else that that comes from that interaction is is an earned respect or an earned disrespect. Mm-hmm. And it seems that this causes so much upheaval in them because it's like, no, you have to respect my gender, you have to respect my my identity, you have to respect my politics, you have to respect my feelings, mm-hmm. and and it it is a concept that is completely lost on them that they may have to actually earn something. Yeah, I. I think people are playing too much into identity politics and teams and uh, the whole you just have to give me respect thing instead of just on judging each other based on our actions and behavior. I, I really don't understand that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I would like to kind of push more for how about we just focus on how we behave with each other and and what we what we say and do and everything. Well, what I was going to say before about uh, Lacey Green kind of is perfect about this. We go to see her. That's a perfect opportunity for her to at least impress me with her ability to talk about sex, like safe sex, <laughs> diseases. Right. We're sitting there and my jaw almost drops. She starts downplaying the significance of sexually transmitted diseases. Saying like it's like having genital herpes, it's not a big a deal, not that big a deal, you yeah. know. AIDS, not as big as it used to be, you know, it's not a big deal. Wow, I was like, yeah, I was just like, we what the take hell? That clip out of there, and like, actually, I, like, put it up. I like, I'm want to encourage people to be sex positive, and with the whole, I I kind of believe in uh, do whatever you want as long as people are consenting and you're being safe about things. Right. Yep. Like <laughs> we but, should talk about like condom use and how yeah. having STDs can be pretty she did, bad. Let me just clear that up. She did say you should use condoms, right? Mm-hmm. But what what she was trying to get at is to try... She doesn't want anyone to feel bad about having a sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> and, and neither do I. But yeah. what she should be emphasizing is helping people have an attitude where we stop the spread as much as possible, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. And, but that's not where her emphasis was. Her, her emphasis was completely on the feelings of the person who already has it. Yeah. So I know at least one video has come out already that people were mocking about, uh, uh, was it Herpes Pride? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> come on over here, give me a kiss. Uh, I have genital <laughs> herpes and I am proud. <laughs> I know. Uh, I mean, there, there are a couple of things. Like, you know, the body positive movement, I understand where it's coming yeah. from. Mm-hmm. I may not agree with the, 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 the model of healthy living that they're proposing. Mm-hmm. But at least I understand that that their heart is in the right place if their approach is flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, Lacey Green, uh, I think she has this idea that there are groups of people with pitchforks chasing down people with STIs, and and she just wants everyone to love everyone. And it's a very hippie, lovey dovey. Everybody should hug and make up kind of. Worldview, yeah, I think but... she like thinks about the feelings too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and she's just she's like the eternal high school girl. She's. Mm-hmm. She's just like she's she's got hit a certain stage of development and she's not moving past it. Right and now, now she's now she's stuck on MTV until she's twenty five and then they replace well, her. Well, she has an audience, so clearly she's right. Right. Uh, uh, so what happened at MTV? It used to be kind of cool, at least with like Daria. Oh yeah. man! <laughs> well, back in the day, they were the first ones to really promote music videos, which was a whole new thing at one point. And now it's gone completely down the shitter with this this social justice shit. Like, was it, wasn't it not MTV who had that whole political correctness doesn't, you know, restrict free speech? Oh, yeah, that's French. That's by creating right. new words. So much. Yeah, what the fuck? Fair, Pull yeah. your head out of your ass. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if you ever want to see actually a really good dissection of that, we have a friend named uh, Anton Hill who's online a lot. 
mm-hmm. he has a video. He was he was trained in school as a linguist, mm-hmm. and so he goes through talking about just what you know, how idiotic what she's saying is <laughs> from <laughs> from an academic point of view. About, somebody yeah. who knows something about language, <laughs> like she literally is saying nonsense. Yeah, right. it's nineteen eighty four. Yeah, <laughs> it's double plus good. Hey dudes, so I thought I'd put my two cents in on the Milo banned from Twitter thing. Personally, to me, he's somebody I can't help but like. He says some things I don't agree with, and I don't always love his asshole swagger, but he also says some things I do agree with, and sometimes I can't help but like his shitlordiness. He also makes, um, questionable hair choices. One of the main arguments against him is that he incites hate speech. And I think the term hate speech can be a very subjective, slippery, slopey, wibbly wobbly kind of term. As I've said in previous videos, I'm very passionate about freedom of speech. And I think restricting speech in order to make sure we protect feels can lead down a murky path towards censorship land. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I made a meme, it didn't pick up, but I was hoping it would, but it had, uh, on the top part, it had their instruction manual, and then it showed 1984, and then our instruction manual to defeat them was Taming of the Shrew. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, it, 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 it's true. There, there's got to be some approach that can be taken, and and I know uh, that you like Sargon. I think you said that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what was your take on his whole ban social justice class petition that he started, uh, or not ban I, them, suspend it, them? I I agree with it. I yeah. I think uh, if if we want humanities classes, they should be good humanities classes. A lot right. of the things, um. When when he was reading off some of the types of classes in in different universities, I was just oh, just they all sounded awful. <laughs> yeah, um, the the textbook I was talking about, I would I would definitely include in his uh, in his list. Um, uh, it was called Social Interventions, and it was essentially sixteen chapters of social justice. And and the only takeaway that you can get from this book is that conservatives are all bad. Mm-hmm. And that, especially the conservative government here in Canada, because it was social issues for Canada. Oh yeah, yeah. And, yeah he's starting the new world, world order. order. Yeah. Um, and, Says it right in the text. Yeah, Prime Minister uh, Harper, and is he's trying to start the new, new world, world order. order. <laughs> and um, tinfoil hats, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and the other part of it was is that every chapter at some point blamed heterosexual white male heterosexism yeah you, you you couldn't you couldn't not find it yeah and and literally every white man that i know is now a bond villain like <laughs> i want my volcano with sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads like, <laughs> yeah. that's what we're at and and the worst part was is that uh we had um, a class in in my program where one of the teachers actually violated some of the rules of the school uh, being very vague in this but I was essentially told when I went to go do a grade appeal um, on the grounds that there was no rubric uh, provided um, and no instruction really either, that uh, I, I would probably win my appeal, but to go through the appeal process would essentially render any hope of getting a job absolutely dead. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
So the, I said the, it sounded like a mafia situation, right? And I think this. Well, is Well, listen, Joey, you can go and complain to the boss. <laughs> but, you know, you might not get much business on your block no more. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you did you happen to watch um, Sargon and Thunderfoot's Brexit uh, debate at all? No, I didn't see no. It, it looked very long. <laughs> I, I was just curious if you had or not because yeah, I watched most of Sargon stuff, but but not every single thing. I... No. No, Sargon has a, a really smooth way of talking. I think it's the British yeah, accent. Yeah, he, he's I just a very lovely it. voice. <laughs> it's easy every, to listen to. Every once in a while, he likes one of my tweets, and I it feels super awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, and he hey, followed Senpai me. Senpai noticed me. <laughs> he actually he's followed me twice. Once because I put up a picture of that uh, internet aristocrat way back in the day when he was still calling himself that. <laughs> he 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 retweeted a picture of mine, which was against what was that group called? Uh, Women in, act, in action against media. I don't know, uh, SWAT or Wham or Wham. It was yeah, Wham. Wham. Yeah. So I took their their picture and I, I altered it a little bit, and then they passed it around. So he started following me, mm-hmm. and then and then he dropped a bunch of people, and I got dropped off his list, which was fine. Mm-hmm. But then when we were sitting at Lacey Green, I tweeted that we were going to watch this thing with Lacey Green, and he started following me again. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the one, and I'm the one who arranged for us to go there, and he didn't follow me, prick. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but you were happy for me. I was happy for you. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's always it's always exciting when you can get one of the big names to interact with you. I I I, I unfortunately I think um, am one of hundreds I... of people that have annoyed Thunderfoot. <laughs> Yeah, I, I won't even attempt Thunderfoot. I, I, I'm like in between about him. Like I kind of like him. He's alright, but yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I followed him for probably eight years now. So I mean, uh, not on Twitter, obviously, but on on YouTube. Yeah, um, he's big name, but whatever. He's got his own thing to do. He's a scientist, so he he's busy sometimes. Um, the uh, the the thing about Twitter and this Twitter council. Um, I didn't know much about it. I kind of came in after this was already over being a big deal, but kind of, why, why don't you give us your take on that? Like, why are you afraid they're going to shut down your account? Well, um, the the idea of, like, SJWs seem to have this idea that um, any bit of disagreement equals harassment, and like, or, like, saying yeah. things about religion, like, can can be seen as harassment like hate speech yeah hate speech like is criticizing like a a different culture or religion or whatever right and yeah i i feel like even though i i say things in like a not so mean way most of the time i i try to be pretty nice and reasonable although i do throw around uh a curse word every once in a while and and everything i i can be a little bit nasty once in a while but yeah i i think people could easily label my criticisms of religion and other things as as hate speech yeah so. uh, i i mean when i get on when i get on twitter i mean i i was i was on the internet when a 14-4 was the fastest thing going <laughs> i mean i think i was around trolling before trolling was actually called trolling so <laughs> I mean, I kind of use Twitter as a, a place to go and vent my frustration about the w- direction I see free speech going in, mm-hmm. and I guess I kind of throw my, my, my feet in the fire every time I, I tweet so- anything even remotely controversial because somebody could get pissed off about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just the risk that everyone takes to kind of speak their piece. The times I get most nervous of being flagged is when I threaten to murder the president. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> Which apparently now is like old hat. 
Now the new thing is to threaten them before they get in office. Oh, what that nineteen—that <laughs> nineteen-year-old British kid who actually tried to grab a cop's gun and shoot Trump. Well, I'm, I'm yeah, sure. Crazy. I'm, I'm sure Hillary and uh, the other guy that should be doing better. I'm told Bernie. Bernie. Uh, oh, I'm sure I they want, get. I wanted I, Bernie to be the nominee so bad. Well, I've been seeing a lot of different analysis coming out saying that essentially oh, the, Demo- the Democratic Party screwed him over. Yeah, it did. The fucking delegates screwed him over, and I think there was a lot of election fraud from state yeah. to state. There was a lot of funny business. So who do you think's going to win? Let's move into politics, oh, the God. other thing you should never have. <laughs> <I, laughs> the, the Trump stuff, like, I've been I've been on an emotional roller coaster, just my depression just up and down because of this whole election. Because, like, from the very start, like... I I was on Bernie's side. Like, he says a lot of things that just make sense to me. Like, I, things like I'd been thinking for years, and finally a, a, a candidate is saying stuff I can agree with, and seems like he cares about people. But of course, no, the um, Democratic Party's screwing him over. Uh, yeah, that and, was it. The one yeah, who's winning, I, she's the, I, she was famous I, for she's what? famous for saying, "I'll get you and your little dog too," right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I and just this whole election has just been a big mess. It's just nobody's actually caring to talk about the policies or really pay attention to that kind of thing. It's yeah, just I this um, like circus of personality. <laughs> and yep. <laughs> you're right it's, that's a great term circus of personality forget cult of personality we've gone to full-blown right circus of personality mode. yeah and that's what's ha- and that's what happened here in canada like i don't know if you follow canadian politics at all i know i wouldn't it's boring as all get out i yeah i try i've kind of tried to pay attention but yeah uh we have we have uh justin uh trudeau yeah uh, trudeau sorry <laughs> Um, justice and, social uh justice social warrior trudeau right. yeah. <laughs> and 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 he's he's not anyone's uh that i know's first choice but we actually are i think I, I, the only conservative riding left in canada i think one, one of the few yeah <laughs> um but yeah you know it's just uh it's just interesting now that every issue can if it can't be simplified to a slogan mm-hmm. then the yeah. public will not pay attention to it and misogyny now. And misogyny, and misogyny, misogyny now. now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because it's, like, it's 2015. Hillary, most of, I feel like a lot of Hillary supporters were the, it's funny because like people were attaching regressive left stuff to Bernie, but Bernie was getting like the Bernie bros and like you're a yeah. misogynist if you're for Bernie kind of stuff. Right. Like, I I think the this what really helped Hillary was this social justice warrior stuff of this whole like oh my yeah. god first woman president yay cuz she's a woman she broke the glass ceiling kind of thing and then use the and shards to cut Bernie caring, <laughs> what then use the shards of glass to cut up Bernie yeah <laughs> yeah she, nobody's been actually caring about her policies or right. her record like one of the main reasons I really liked Bernie was because I've thought for a while now that Wall Street needs a lot of reforms. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of thanks to Wall Street we we had the recession and that and Hillary 
kind of played a part in that. And the fact that we have so many Democrats that are so excited about her, I just don't fucking get it because she's so, oh, she's so scummy. <laughs> like, yeah, she's, well, well, she's all a criminal. the Wall Street she's, money. She's a criminal. Yes. Straight up. <laughs> out, of the, out of the three of them, she's the criminal. Yeah. Right. Well, no, uh, Trump is a big criminal, too, with uh, Trump University and a bunch of other of his, like, business dealings. And Well, I can't speak uh, knowledgeably about that. I know there have been accusations, but I know with Hillary, uh, the stuff that's been lodged against her is, is not, it's known for sure. There's no, yeah. there's no debate in there. And more importantly, unlike Trump, she's done it from office. Yeah. Almost everything that's bad about her comes from her abuse of power. Yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. all, all I know is not that... Just let me be clear. I am not calling Trump a saint. No. Yeah. When no, I say no, that. I, I don't <laughs> mean, I'm not, I'm not pro-Trump either. I think he's a dangerous idiot. But I, <laughs> I do. I think he's a dangerous idiot. But I think between... Like, this is just an outsider's perspective, so it doesn't matter for squat. Mm -hmm. All right? But, you know, from an outsider's perspective, I think that uh, between the choice of Hillary and Trump, I'd go Trump. Because at least, at least his crooked stuff is like regular business crooked stuff. Well, Hillary's crooked stuff has ended in the loss of life. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm back and forth on it. Yeah. Um, I do I do slightly swing more like I it like it pains me to say um, I do slightly swing towards Hillary a bit more because I I feel like she would at least keep some of like most of the Obama stuff intact. Yeah. So that that's something, but um, right. But you're not voting point, for her I because really vagina. Like I really just want to see <laughs> Bernie run as a third party candidate B because I know there's a lot of uh, yeah. disappointed Democrats, and I know that there's also a lot of Republicans that would swing Bernie too. Yeah. So like I I think this country needs to step away from the 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 two candidate thing. Yes, and exactly. That's what I was just gonna say is. The U.S. is well overdue for you guys having more viable options. Yeah, ev everybody's too pessimistic and doesn't even want to give this, like, third-party thing a chance. So right. I, I think just burn it, just do it. <laughs> and and why, I can understand maybe there are reasons why way back in the day they came up with delegate system. Yeah. But it's, this is no longer necessary. It's yeah, just a, it, it's... It's an it, obstacle. The system needs to be fixed. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. That's also what Bernie wanted to do, was, was fix the system. Yeah, well, I've, I've been putting up uh, a series every now and then. I'll put up a, a Facebook post, um, Trump versus Hillary. And I'll just say something about how, you know, like, I think the first one was Trump versus Hillary. And this isn't the sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that the Simpsons predicted it just, like, freaks me out. <laughs> right. Almost down to, like, the, 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 the exact way it happened. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you wonder if Trump's a Simpsons fan. Time travel. Right. Um, well, but no, but uh, like I was saying, at least you're not voting for Hillary because of vagina. Yeah. 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 You know, especially her vagina, which yeah, is... That's, yeah. that's like, this whole primary, just there, nobody would really give me good, good reasons they were voting for her besides, like, yay woman and like her her experience. And I'd be like, really? Her experience? Is it really that great? <laughs> The logic fails me too. Like, I mean, I would, I would contend that America and North America in general are far less racist nowadays than they were, mm -hmm. you know, 50, 60, 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think that anybody who reasonably looks at it would, would agree, and anyone who's not going to reasonably look at it never will. Yeah. Well, but, well, I just 
think we're in this mess with Trump and Hillary right now because a good majority of this country is politically illiterate and that's partially thanks for thanks to our declining educational system and that's in part thanks to Reaganomics. And yeah. <laughs> I, I, have, I think it's I have no a, recollection of what you're talking about. <laughs> problem for decades now. Yeah, yeah, like, and now I mean, we have this big mess. Hey dudes, so I thought I would talk about the left a little bit because I consider myself to be a liberal and I've considered myself to be one since I was about a teenager and it was probably because of my love of Jon Stewart and NPR. And don't go thinking I was indoctrinated into being a liberal. My mom considers herself to be an independent and my stepdad's a Republican. It's a good chunk of my childhood where right-wing radio was on a lot in the car and house. I've tended to lean left because a lot of the things I tend to care about in terms of politics are healthcare, education, the environment, and economics. A Republican may say, a liberal that cares about economics, don't be a liberal then. And to you, Mr. Imaginary Right-Winger in my head, I would say, Trickle-down economics, or Reaganomics, does not work, you fucking idiot. You may have heard the phrase, or something like it, reality has a well-known liberal bias. And when you consider that liberal means open to new behavior and willing to discard traditional values, it's easy to see how true that statement rings. When we look throughout history, we can see that sticking to some traditional values was pretty detrimental to humanity. It's thanks to liberalism, Americans have rejected traditions like racial segregation and homophobia. As a liberal, I think everyone deserves the same dignity and treatment, regardless of their skin color, religion, sexuality, or whatever have you. People should be judged on their words and actions, not the things out of their control. It's also why I call myself a humanist and egalitarian. I say all this because there's a segment of the left that's very embarrassing to me, and I'm guessing other liberals. You may have heard of the terms neoliberalism, or regressives, or social justice warriors, and that's what I'm referring to. I know I may look like one with this hair, but don't be like them and judge by appearances. Either way, we're uh, I did a Reagan impression and it cut us off. <laughs> <laughs> Reagan's ghost was not impressed. What um, no, what I, what I was driving at, though, is that, you know, a lot of people seem to have this false notion right now that voting for Hillary is a virtue that will make life better for all women. And it's the same false... Yeah, there was somebody on Twitter that told me that if Hillary didn't win this time, women never had a shot ever after her. <laughs> oh, and I was up. like, what the fuck? How does that make any sense? Like, well, it doesn't so, make like, any sense. Just never run. But like, I'm, I, I, I would... I'm sure we could like come up with way better women after her. Yes. Like, I, I would love to run for president eventually. I would love for you to run for president too. Like, I think I could be way better than her. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I would vote for you. Well, and the argument works the other way, too. What if the Republicans had, you know, I'm sure some of them said that about, uh, what's her name, running for like, vice yes, president? Sarah Palin. Like, yeah. that, was, that could have been a big deal for her to be the first female vice president. I can president. see Russia from my house. <laughs> yeah, like, it sh we shouldn't be excited because of, like, 
factors that aren't within somebody's control. Yeah. Right. Like, we should just measure people by, like, the, the worth that they show. Right. And they're married. They're married. Yeah. But I think that Hillary has as much of a chance as advancing the stance of women as Obama did advancing the, the, the stance of, of, of black Americans. Which is to say, it made very little difference in the in the minds and in the eyes of, of, of the people. Because if you listen to the SJWs now protesting outside of every office building and college campus, America is is, is practically one heartbeat away from going back to slavery. Yeah. And that women are going to lose the vote if Hillary doesn't win. Like, there's no logic behind any of yeah. it. I, it. It just reminds me of, like, during the primary with, like, people saying that if you were for Bernie, you're misogynist. And just, um, there, I forget, there was some female politician that said, like, if you're a, a woman and you don't support Hillary, there's, like, a special place in hell for you or something stupid like that. There was just all this stupid shit like that through the whole election. Yeah, I seem to remember the same thing. All about sex. And it like had nothing to do with what Hillary actually stood for. I still Oh, I know who that sure was. What, what that... she stands for. I definitely could say what like, Bernie stood for, but nobody gave a shit because he was an old man. It was so stupid. It was like discriminatory. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I know now uh National Organization for Women still supports Hillary. Yeah. It's like, okay, so I, I put up a video. It's, it's the most popular thing we actually have on YouTube so far. It was so yeah. weird, yeah. too. So I just took, a, I took like six hours. I put together some Christopher Hitchens uh, stuff all about the Clintons, most specifically anything about Hillary. Mm -hmm. And it starts out, the very first quote, I think it's why it's so popular, is right off the bat, I started with a quote from him where he's on the news talking about her and he goes... Uh, you know, I've always felt that American feminism uh, it has this very precarious situation with the Clintons where so, you know, they basically they can get away with whatever they want so long as they maintain their stance that they have on abortion. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very, you know, kind of heinous pact to make. Mm -hmm. And then it goes into all this stuff about his research about how Hillary, not Bill, Bill mistreated women with, you know, and I was always told, correct me if I'm wrong, but generally it's presented like he couldn't keep his, keep his dick in his pants naughty naughty president mm -hmm. right but really these were assault claims against him with mm -hmm. by three different women while he was in the white house which is like unheard of right that's a huge difference from he's horny and he's in, inappropriate yeah. to assault right mm -hmm. and every time he talked about how evidence went back to hillary uh leading up a terror campaign essentially to threaten these women mm -hmm. not bill hillary right and yet she's the icon of feminism right her yeah. husband goes full cosby and and it's just swept under the rug yeah you know, yeah, it just makes no sense. It, it's funny because if you actually look at Bernie's proposed policies and his history with, with uh, yeah, you can, oh, it's just so frustrating because you can tell he's, he'd be way more beneficial for women and minorities. But for some reason, Hillary won that narrative because she was a woman and it's just, it's all bullshit. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm following you correctly and stop me if I'm wrong. So if I, if I understand, mm -hmm. this means that at the end of the general election, when Trump wins, there's not going to be a shot of you with ticker tape all spread over your bed and make America great hats <laughs> over your breasts. Oh, no, no. Okay. I'm just going to be very, very either sad. way, like, uh, <laughs> 
there was, I tweeted one night, like, with the, the whole DNC announcing uh, she was the um, presumptive nominee, which oh, was yeah. so a tactic to, like, discourage uh, the primary voters the next day. Yeah. Same with Obama. I, I, uh, with, yeah. Like, Obama, just keep your nose out of it, man. Like, let it them solve. A, it, it was a damn Associated Press, and I, I hate them. And, yeah. oh, I was going to say, I'm just mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, get mad. Get mad. It's good. Oh, no. I... Oh, when when that happened, I I tweeted like, um, uh, thanks for the turd sandwich, DNC. I can't wait to see how she does against the the giant douchebag South Park reference. Yeah, it, you know, honestly, like, I, I mean, they've just released numbers, and I don't know if this is to try and discourage Trump supporters, but about their fundraising, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently Hillary um, is is absolutely annihilating Trump in fundraising. See, I don't even think it matters, though, because, like, Trump has the media. He can just stir yeah. up, like, Twitter controversy, and he doesn't have to pay for, for like, campaign ads or anything. He says stuff. Uh, often it's taken out of context, but but he it is fair to say he does say stuff that normally you'd expect to hear from a drunken, sick wino living in the alleyway. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, they just stumbled out, and they didn't know what was going on, and they said something to you and then wandered back into the alleyway. I, it might be something that Trump would say. There's like a YouTube video with a guy <laughs> acting like he's drunk, and, but he's like mouthing um, like things that Trump said, <laughs> like, like Trump audio over this drunk guy. I'm half expecting Trey Park and Matt Stone to come out as Trump supporters mm-hmm. and like at one of his rallies just go, what he means is, they took our yeah. <laughs> and that's it. He wins. You know, like, we're yeah. supporting Trump because he's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the last season? (laughs) Yes. Yes. That was a really good season. I'm sad that they've decided to make it half as long, but then again, I think it's they've decided to focus on other projects as well, so hopefully, you know. It it was bound to happen. It's had a great run, man. Like, you know, you got to go out on a high note at some point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hey, do you watch Game of Thrones at all since you're a nerd? No? No, no. Oh, okay. Not your thing. thing. Fair enough. Is it the horrendous violence or the... uh, It's, It's just like... A, a big soap opera kind of thing. Uh, okay, so I'm not really so... into it. Like I, I had, I had a, a science fiction fantasy class in in college, and I had to read the first book, mm-hmm. and I did not like it at all. It was just uh, they're totally like books. I like like I my my Twitter handle is like a Vonnegut reference. I like kind <laughs> of more simple, just couple characters. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you can do what uh, if you're not going to watch the show, you should at least do what I did for my uh, daughter this weekend. Uh, I won't let her watch the show. <laughs> oh my god! Thank She's you. eight, right? So <laughs> yeah. she wanted to watch the show after I showed her. I showed her a clip of all the compilations of the dragon scenes, <laughs> and then she was like, "Oh, I gotta watch the show, Daddy!" And I'm like, "No." But <laughs> <laughs> so why? I can't even tell you why. <laughs> I. Uh... I, I just, like, this is a parent story, so I'm sorry uh, for bringing up uh, my kids, but um, very recently I was having one of those days where I had spent about four hours out in the sun mowing the grass, and, and I came inside, and I had had a couple of drinks, and I laid down on my couch like a beached whale, and my kids come up to me, Dad, can we watch a movie? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. So they threw on Deadpool, <laughs> right? But I, I was out cold. So my, my wife comes home, and there are my 8-year-old daughter and my tw- twin 11-year-old boys watching Deadpool. Yeah, I didn't hear the end of it. I was like, I can't believe you let them watch this. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, shit. 
So, uh, did you see Deadpool? I, I grew up watching a lot of things I probably shouldn't have watched when I was a kid. So. Conan? Conan? What? Conan the Barbarian? I uh, I didn't see that until, like, recently. Oh. Uh, you're So you like, like, space sci-fi, so, like, you're a Last Starfighter kind of girl? Hmm? Last Starfighter? Well, we haven't, we don't know what her age is. You and I are getting old, right? Right. <laughs> I, I'm 27. Well, okay, see, there you okay, go. It's okay. Like, so one of the first shows I watched as a kid was Star Trek The Next Generation. Okay, fair enough. So, and, um, I, that was a great one to start on. So yeah, I got that. yeah, I, I you, think you, it was a big influence on me. So Yeah, well, when I listen, when I grew up, I was raised uh, evangelical Christian. Mm-hmm. And I told people years later that looking back, I felt that Star Trek The Next Generation had formed more of my moral reasoning mm-hmm. than my church had. Had a yeah. more powerful influence. Right. It was quite a show. It was. Yeah. It, it was a good show. Shut up, Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, well, I we... also loved Quantum Leap. Oh, Scott Bakula. That was a then, great then, show. Yeah, then, I love that show. Were you angry when he came back to ruin Enterprise? <laughs> <laughs> I still have yet to watch Enterprise. I've been like afraid. I was afraid don't, of it. And... Don't. Just well, know. this is what I'll tell you. If you ever watch through it, by the fourth season, I was actually enjoying the show. Yeah, I've heard, like, now years later, it's starting to get this, like, kind of cult following of people, like, giving yeah. it a second look and being like, it actually wasn't so bad in some ways. The first so. season was really bad, and mm-hmm. some of the some of the actors they had that played, like, a couple of the actors really never came through. Mm-hmm. But most of the actors had started clicking, the production yeah. basically started clicking, mm-hmm. and, but they had already blown up... Uh, they had blown up certain mines. Like they'd stepped on mines. Like they, they put in a singing track for the theme song. Right. It sounded like Michael Bolton. I don't oh, know who it was. And they picked an established actor as the captain, <laughs> yes. which then carries a lot of people, whether they like it or not, a lot of right. them in. And the final one was uh, that they created a new enterprise that was never in the mainstream canon. Mm-hmm. So they kind of wrecked it in, the, in that regard for like some of the old hardcore fans. Yeah. Yeah. But I had this whole conspiracy theory. Would you like to hear a really quick synopsis of it? Sure. Okay, so <laughs> I I believe that uh, what they had planned for the show... Okay, yeah, you're going to be back in a second. So I believe what they had planned for the show was that because the background story is a temporal war that's going on. People from the future that they don't know who they are, some of them seem human and some of them are mysterious, are fighting over events in the time of Enterprise, which is when the fe- Federation is going to be found it. So I think the theory was, uh, my theory is that what was going to happen is at the end of the seven-year run they had planned, uh, that got cut short, the Enterprise was going, the crew was going to sacrifice themselves to something that's going to erase them from time, mm-hmm. therefore reestablishing the canon of no Enterprise ship, but the audience would remember the ship from the uh-huh. series. And the reason I think that this is a good theory is because after they dropped it and they picked up J.J. Abrams, his, his storyline was about Romulus star-blowing up Mm-hmm. And people being thrown back in time. Mm-hmm. And I think that he got the original idea from the people who worked on the main series, where kind of basically everything fell apart. They're like, well, we're going to do this thing. It's going to be this time travel. And he probably mm-hmm. was like, you know, there's some potential there. We should tweak mm-hmm. that. We should tweak that and make a lot of more special effects. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just my own conspiracy theory. Uh, Thanks, I, yeah, 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 it makes some sense. At the end of the day, what's your favorite sci-fi? Oh, geez. See, that's so hard to say. <laughs> Do you like Babylon Because, like, I would even include, like, the, some of the cartoons I love in, in the sci-fi. Like, um, My Little Pony even has some, like, sci-fi moments. So, the newer the newer ones with, like... Yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah. The My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Those yeah. are great shows. Yeah, if you, like, actually watch it and follow the story, um, it gets better as it goes on because, like, they noticed they got adult fans and they started to, like, kind of 
pump up the show a bit, like for those those fans. But is it? So there's worth like it some the there's some kind of cool sci-fi moments in it. But is it worth it for the bronies? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, there's just like the the segment of people who are uh, they dress up in the costumes. Oh yeah, I've I've got I've dressed up in the costumes. No, no, it's okay if you do it. Because I'm a girl, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I I like I've. I've gone to a couple of the the conventions and the the, the brony dudes I've met were were pretty nice. Like oh, I, 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 I think just, they get I think they get too much of a bad rap. I, no, I know. I'm just joking. I'm just yeah. joking. I would dress up in a pony costume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure no one in my family would be concerned. <laughs> Uh, growing growing up, uh, you know, like for me, the sci-fi that I loved was generally um, the Outer Limits, uh, mm-hmm. Babylon Five. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a lot of uh, Twilight Zone. Grind. Twilight Zone is amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I I like more of the older stuff, believe it or not. Yeah, of you course. I, I mainly know like the older ones. So a man sitting in front of a microphone. <laughs> Picture it, if you will. I don't know what's with me and impressions today. I don't know. <laughs> For me, I'm I'm just I'm more. Uh, you know, I'm more of the Sean Connery impression type. You know, come over here, little boy, and shit in my lap. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that's often missed with science fiction that I love it when I can go back and listen to people in their own time talk about the significance in the time the show was made. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Twilight Zone was revolutionary in a lot of, of the ideas it was presenting in the show. I know I still, you know, when I think of the future, I still think of an episode where it's a teenage girl getting to a certain age. I forget the episode's name. But everyone basically gets turned into, like, I think five different models of human being. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that one. I forget what it's called. Yeah. And to, yeah. even to this day, I think there's a lot of truth yeah. to where we're heading in that episode. Well, yeah. And it's kind of kind of similar to, like, um, I also love, like, anime a lot. So, like, oh. Ghosts in the Shell. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm like, I want to get to that point where, like, this is the North Star. become a robot. <laughs> Hey dudes. So, as someone that posts some somewhat provocative pictures on their Twitter and Instagram and cosplays once in a while, I guess I could say I've been objectified a fair amount. And that's what I'm going to talk about in this video. My thoughts on objectification. I might eventually address some more points on it in future videos, like some points that others make on it, but for now I'm just going to share my thoughts on it. Well, to start off, objectification is a concept from feminist theory that refers to treating and or seeing a woman as a sexual object. So, according to this definition, when a man looks at a playboy and jerks off to the pictures, he's objectifying those women, because in that moment he's only seeing them as a sexual object. So, what do I think of objectification? It's pretty simple. I think it's perfectly fine. Well, just like anything, always in moderation. But to look at another human and have lustful thoughts or feelings is perfectly natural. It's sort of what's kept us going as a species. I think it's sexist and heteronormative to just think of objectification as something done by straight men in regards to women. Women have the capacity to objectify men and other women, and of course gay men can objectify other men. 
Whenever someone has a moment of finding someone sexually attractive or fantasizing about them, they are reducing them to only their se sexual aspects and not thinking about any other aspects about them in that moment. And as I said before, that's okay. When a guy is thinking about the girl he saw on the subway earlier that day or whatever favorite celebrity of his and pleasures himself, uh, no one is getting hurt in that scenario. If anything, uh, good for him because there's a lot of health benefits to masturbation. So yeah. Fist of the North Star. I'm sorry, I love that one. Fist of the North Star. Ninja Scrolls is pretty good too. Mm -hmm. Um, have you ever seen the, the movie Demolition Man, Wesley Snipes? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, somebody did Demolition Man. You like that one? Yeah. Yeah, somebody <laughs> did a wonderful analysis talking about how Demolition Man is representative of a feminist utopia, and they go oh, yeah. and they break down how SJW crap essentially leads to a society of people who are like this. Mm -hmm. And it was really well done. I wish I could remember the YouTuber who put it up. I'll, maybe I'll, I'll I'll link it in one of our future videos. But um, it was it was pretty well done. I love that movie. Sandra Bullock was in it too. Yeah, it was like the first time I saw Sandra Bullock, and then yeah. soon after that, she was yeah. in Speed. Speed. I yeah. thought Speed was before that one. The only weird thing about her being in a Sylvester Stallone movie was that she later went on to win an Oscar. So I don't. Is that allowed? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that movie so much. Yeah. So funny. I, I, I mostly like the fact that there's actually nobody in that world but Sylvester Stallone who can stand up to Wesley Snipes' yeah. character who's gotten, what, 50 years of combat training in, in cryo-freeze? What does he say? The three, the three seashells? doesn't know how to use the three seashells. Right? Yeah. They, never even, they never even tried to attempt to show how bad that went. I'm so happy for it. It's the mystery uh, of the movie. <laughs> oh, God. Rob Schneider was in that movie, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. His career went up, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, some of those people, I think it has a lot to do with behind the scenes, how they behave on set and the people, how well they circulate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because his performances weren't worse than a lot of comics that are out there. Like, look, Adam Sandler is phenomenally successful, despite mm -hmm. the fact that I hate his movies now. I like, I, I Adam I, Sandler, like, used to be good. He had a yeah. few good movies in the 90s, and now he's just awful. Right. So. You know, Adam Sandler, though, I, I think what really did him in is that almost every role was the same. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and the, and the ones where he stepped out. I've got the guitar. <laughs> Tackle. You know, the water boy. The water boy and, and, and Happy Gilmore, interchangeable characters. Just one was angrier than the other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I like some of his younger stuff. But, uh, you know, how long can you do this? Yeah, same shtick. I, I think the thing people liked about him when he was younger is he seemed happier. <laughs> yeah. So we just kind of liked him. Right. And now he just seems like he's a businessman. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like the last so many movies he's done just like it they just seem so contrived and like focus yeah. group written and cut cut and paste his yeah. same old format. Like, like whatever know. that like I I forget what it was called that that video game one. Pixel. Pick, oh, that looks I didn't even see it. I just like watched reviews of it and it just looks so awful. Like every like everybody involved should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I agree. Even Peter Dinklage, no matter the fact that he's the most famous midget in the planet. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He specifies in the world. In the world, <laughs> right? Um. So you watched you watched Star Trek. Have you heard anything about this Star Trek Axanar? Huh? Star Trek Axanar. Have you heard her response that? is generally what you'll get from most people. Right, huh? yeah. <laughs> what? 
It's a fan-made uh, movie that uh, they've, they've they're making more of it, right? Yeah, they're making more of it now. Um, it's, I haven't uh, really watched any of like the fan-made stuff. Oh, I keep hearing about stuff like that, but I haven't really looked into it. The production quality on this one is is well beyond your uh, typical fan-made. Um, yeah, fan-made I see. he showed production. me. It was impressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they have a lot of the actors from Enterprise and from Deep Space Nine who came in and played parts in this kind of thing. It's called Prelude to Axanar. I'm only telling you because uh, you say you like sci-fi, so I figured you might want to look at it. You can check it out on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. you can you can see it on YouTube. But uh, the the well, best I have part so about... many things to watch right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like in the middle of watching so many things. Like I just start, started watching um, the the new Voltron on oh. uh, Netflix last night. Nice. And so far, I'm really liking it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, oh. like, it's done by, like, the same animation studio that did, like, Avatar, The Last Airbender, and, like, I think some of the same writers, and... The writers from the anime, not the movie, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, good. Of course. <laughs> who, who likes the movie? Like, no. I, I would want to meet that person that, like, lists that as one of their favorite movies, and... My like, kids walk away from with it. You? My kids walked away from it, and yeah. anything, anything bright and shiny that makes them think they can be a superhero usually keeps their attention. And they were like, "It's lame." Walk it away. was really, oh my god, so many levels of bad. Right, like M. M. Night Shyamalan, whatever his name is, is the worst. <laughs> oh, he just shits on the end of every movie too, like, and he just thinks he's brilliant. I, I just don't understand when people have the source material to look at. Yeah. And then somehow fuck it up. Right. Like it's like it looks like he didn't even watch the cartoon whatsoever. Right. right. He he is he is to movies what Trump is to political facts. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and and it goes to show that, you know, some companies, if they want to make feature length films, sometimes it's just good to work in the medium that the mm-hmm. that the original source material material came from. Yeah. And yeah, there's no uh, reason people, why they couldn't. People kind of miss that, like, with animation, you can do a lot more than with live action. Right. And and even even CG, I don't, you know, I think you can have elements of CG in anime now, and it would probably make it better. Yeah, but I think that, that happens just... with anime for, that's been happening with anime for, like, decades now. Right. The Like, uh, what was it, um... Titan? Mm-hmm. What, what, I can't remember Attack the full Titan. name. I Attack still have, Titan. I've been meaning to watch that. That's on my list, but I still haven't. No, I've seen I've seen two episodes of it. It's it's pretty good. It's a little weird. It's a lot weird, actually. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do uh, you one that I just finished watching uh, was One Punch Man? Oh, really, really, really good. One Punch like, Man. It, it, it's has really funny moments. Yeah. And the animation just really, really great moments in yeah. it. And I I love the concept of uh this like superhero that's so powerful he's bored with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now correct really me funny. if I'm wrong because I haven't watched a ton of it, but it was a comic book that was created by a Japanese kid who wasn't all that great. Uh, and, like drawings, but he got better over time. And the premise of it is, is that there's this kid who's just he can kill anything in a punch, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he like trained really hard for a couple of years, and like now, like one punch is really powerful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're, we how long have we had her on? Um, I don't know. We've had her for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we don't know how busy you are, but you're probably really busy. But but to wrap up the biggest controversy that I want to get a, a, a female nerd's opinion on, who wins, Goku or Superman? Final answer. Oh, geez, Goku. Oh. Well, I, I also want to ask, uh, are, are you a gamer? Like, are you into video games or is this... Uh... I'm, I'm a very casual gamer. Like, I, I like Animal Crossing and, like, Minecraft and, uh, like, 
uh, Plants vs. Zombies. Like, I like goofy games, but um, yeah. I'm definitely That's not, cool. like, a hardcore gamer. My husband is actually a, a game artist. Oh, nice. So I, and I'm actually starting to work on the social media stuff for a small game convention in Atlantic City called uh, Gamacon. That's going nice. to be in October. And so I'm a fan of video games. I'm just not like a hardcore gamer. I I actually really like watching games. Like I yeah. watch like let's plays for fun. Like um one of my right. favorite gamer uh, like game review YouTuber people is um uh, zero punctuation or oh, yeah. Nazi. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, the real question is, are you willing to admit here and now on our show <laughs> that video games made you more sexist? <laughs> oh, geez. Well, she doesn't know it. It's it's subliminal. It's subliminal. It's, it's, yeah, I used to play um, uh, Capcom versus SNK with my brother, and I, I remember I used to always pick like the, the women with the, the big boobs, <laughs> and I was like a little kid, so. That was weird. I did, too. It's the strangest thing. <laughs> I, I was always entertained by them, like, jiggling and stuff. And I was like, I thought they were really pretty. And um, I'm forgetting the names of all my favorite characters right now. But, um, yeah, I I don't know why it's such a bad thing to have sexy women in games. I, I think it's a good thing. I, I, I remember agree. playing Tomb Raider as a kid, and I, I loved Laura Croft. <laughs> well, what's even worse is that she had, like, Anita Sarkeesian, we have to bring her up here now because we've, we've opened up this can of worms. Yeah. It right. goes back to what? The 90s? When the, when, when the limitations of technology... Her breasts weren't yeah. made like torpedo heads because yeah. they, they, they wanted them to look that way. It was because it was the limit of the, 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 yeah. the programming. <laughs> it was it. It was the graphics of the time. I, I, I kind of don't like what they've done to Laura Croft now. Like, no? They, they tried way too hard to make her feminist friendly by making yeah. her chest smaller and like desexualizing her kind of thing. and. Right, and I'm, then kind of, I'm kind of annoyed with that that they like played had, into that so much. If they'd done it in an environment where this wasn't a controversy going on, it probably wouldn't matter so much. Mm-hmm. But it, you get that sense, right? Like mm-hmm. that it was done for that reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was done to appease the people who would never play the play fucking game it. in the first place. Yeah. Well, my daughter. It's funny talking about the types of characters you choose. Yeah. Uh, my daughter, when she plays and she gets a choice, she loves to choose for some reason. Well, the, the understandable one, she prefers the female character. She has a male or female choice, but almost always a black woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's pasty <laughs> like me. Right. But she just automatically does it. Like I don't tell her, I don't say anything, but uh-huh. I, I can't help but notice like it's so striking. Right. Like every single time because uh, <laughs> the Sims, uh, she can do it on, on Minecraft. Uh, uh-huh. And then recently she played a little bit of the beginning of Mass Effect. And you can mm-hmm. choose your character there too. Yeah, and black woman. I was just like, well, this is a running theme. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, whatever, whatever. Just the she fun likes. part about video games is like, yep. yeah, I, I, I think it's ridiculous that like we have to completely uh, relate to the character that that we're we're viewing in, yeah. in, a, in a game or a movie or whatever. Like, I, I found myself. Uh, relating to uh people of different skin color and like male and gay or whatever i i just relate to i don't think we need to to relate to people on on things like that yeah i well i understand that people especially as we get older i guess there's certain times we do but mm-hmm. i just it is a great reminder for me about how it's this is kind of just assumed that a child or even an adult will always pick someone that looks like them as much as possible yeah. like i do that for fun but mm-hmm. that we assume everyone does that is ridiculous yeah. 
Right. Like, I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, it happens in art too. Like if you look at my, my, my picture of my avatar on, on Twitter, I look exactly like me, like exactly like me, (laughs) but you know, <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. You should see his eyes glow just like that. Just like that. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I've, I've, I've always tried to gravitate towards whatever character I find the most interesting in a character I can empathize with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really have never, as long as I've ever been a gamer, really given a rat's ass about whether it was a female character, whether mm-hmm. it was a male character, whether they were attractive or not. I just cared whether or not the story was compelling and if I could empathize with their position. Mm-hmm. That was it, you know? A, a game like um, The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. I never had been so close to crying playing a video game in my life. Like, when he loses his daughter in the first 20 minutes of the game, that's that's a good scene. That's movie quality. Well, I was talking about Mass Effect. They have orchestrated music that is phenomenal for this series. Right. You ever play that? No, you didn't play Mass Effect, did you? Uh, I played a little bit of it. Yeah. Couldn't get into it? No, I, I liked it. I just didn't have time to... Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah it, it is time-consuming, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, we've had you for quite a while. I mean, I guess <laughs> the last question I'll ask is, where do you kind of get the sense that you're going with your channel? What kinds of things are on your mind right now? Um, I'm just going to keep talking about different aspects of uh, religion I find interesting. I, I'm also, like, a fan of... Uh, like uh b movies like i grew up watching uh mystery science theater 3000 so i'm <laughs> i'm planning on doing some like reviews of like bad christian movies and things like that yeah well we saw veggie tales we saw <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah i i'm 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 going to i'm planning on doing a, a variety of things just kind of playing around <laughs> nice. nice so it's just kind of whatever whatever floats your boat in that particular point in time yep awesome <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, did you want to just quickly say where people can find you? Yeah, just look for poor old Kilgore on on YouTube and Twitter. <laughs> Not so fast, Mojo Jojo. Oh, I'm being oppressed. Not so 